اعوذ باللہ من الشیطان الرجیم بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم لیسن نمبر فائیو سورت البقرہ ورس سیونٹین ٹو ٹوینٹی وی ڈیڈ ا لٹل These verses, verses 17 to 20, they mention how many examples? Two examples. Two examples of who? Hypocrites. So firstly, we learned so many verses describing what hypocrisy is. And now we see two examples of hypocrisy. And I mentioned to you that hypocrisy is of two types. Right? There's two types of hypocrisy. One is that which is in Aqeedah. What is Aqeedah? What is Aqeedah? The faith of a person. What a person believes in. So hypocrisy in Aqeedah, what does that mean? That really in their hearts, these are people who don't actually believe. They deny. But on the outward, they show Islam. So their example is which one? The first one. Okay? The second type of hypocrisy is that which is in actions, which is in deeds. Meaning a person does believe. He believes in his heart. But there are times when he does things that a hypocrite would do. Like for example, what are some of the actions that hypocrites do that we learned in the verses? Yes? Okay, lying. So for example, a person believes in Allah in the last day. Everything. He doesn't doubt. But then what happens? He's in some tough situation where he's put on the spot and then he feels kind of awkward speaking the truth so he lies over there. So this is hypocrisy in in action. And the example of this is the second one. All right? Now let's review the first example. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in verse number 17, مَثَلُهُمْ كَمَثَلِ الَّذِي اسْتَوْقَدَ نَارًا Their example is like that of a person who has kindled a fire. He was in darkness, he was lost, he wanted some light. So what happened? There was light and فَلَمَّا أَضَاءَتْ مَا حَوْلَهُ Then when the fire illuminated his surroundings, there was light, he was able to see. What happened? ذَهَبَ اللَّهُ بِنُورِهِمْ Allah took away their light. Whose light? It's the hypocrites. He took away their light. Why would Allah... take their light away because they prove themselves unworthy of that light. Remember that. Because sometimes we think, oh, if Allah has taken guidance away from someone, what is their fault? No. Allah will not take guidance away from a person who wants guidance. No way. Allah will only take guidance away from that person who does not want guidance, who does not like guidance. who shows that he is unworthy. Because think about it. Has it ever happened with you that your parents, those of you who can drive, hmm, has it ever happened that your parents allow you to take the car one day? And then what happens? You go and you're over-speeding or you are taking it in the middle of the night and you're sneaking out with the car. And what happens? You hit it somewhere. Then what will happen? What will your parents do? Go ahead, beta. The car is yours to keep. Will they say that to you? What will they do? Give me the keys and give me your license. And you are, you are grounded. Don't even ask me for the car again. Isn't it? Have we heard such stories? I hope you haven't been through such incidents. But we have all heard such stories, right? That if you are given a privilege, you are given a gift... 
and you don't honor that gift, you don't honor that privilege, you misuse it, you abuse it, then what happens? It is taken away from you. So these hypocrites, what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave them guidance. Right? What happened? With their actions, and with their doubts, and with the disease of their heart, they didn't take care of that light, so Allah took it away from them. Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu anhu, he explained this verse. He said, when the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam came to Medina, when he immigrated to Medina, some people became Muslim. Alright, there were some people who accepted Islam, but very soon they turned towards hypocrisy. Why did they accept Islam? Because it was cool. It was the in thing to do. Every other person was accepting Islam. And if you were a Muslim, it was like you would get so many benefits. So they accepted Islam, but because they were not sincere, what happened? They turned towards hypocrisy. So their example is of a person who was in darkness, who kindled a fire through which his surroundings were illuminated, and things of benefit and loss became clear to him. And he could see, so he knew what he should avoid. But, you know, one is that you're able to see, and you know what you should avoid, and then you avoid what you must. And the other is that you can see what is harmful, but you don't care about it. So what will happen? Like for instance, if you're driving, and you happen to be speeding, and you see a police car, you see that camera, you see that warning sign, slow down, and you're like, oh, whatever, who cares? And you keep driving, you keep speeding, you think that police officer is going to ignore you? You think that camera is going to ignore you? No, you're going to be caught. So similarly, these people, they knew, they learned about Islam, but they basically didn't care. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to pray five times a day, but I don't feel like it. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to speak the truth, but who cares? Yeah, I know I'm supposed to fulfill my promises, but nah. Knowing what to do, yet ignoring it deliberately. So what happened? The light blew out. The light was taken away. وَتَرَكَهُمْ فِي ظُلُمَاتٍ لَا يُبْصِرُونَ Allah left them in darkness so they could not see. What happened to these people now? They became صُمٌ بُطْمٌ عُمْيٌ فَهُمْ لَا يَرْجِعُونَ Deaf, mute, and blind, they will not return. Meaning, when hypocrisy settles in the heart of a person, they're not going back. When a person becomes a firm hypocrite, there's no repentance, there's no going back. So you see over here, look at the verse on the screen. The example of the hypocrites is what? Of الَّذِي اسْتَوْقَدَ نَارًا فَلَمَّا أَضَاءَتْ مَا حَوْلَهُ What happened? ذَهَبَ اللَّهُ بِنُورِهِمْ وَتَرَكَهُمْ فِي ظُلُمَاتِ So one, they're in darkness. And secondly, they do not see. Because they're سُمْبٌ بُكْمٌ عُمْيٌ So how are they going to return? Now, the second example. And this is what we should be very scared about. Because while we may consider ourselves as honest, true believers, that yeah, I don't doubt in the existence of Allah. I don't doubt in Islam. I believe with all my heart. But there are times when we do the things that a hypocrite would do. And that is something very dangerous. Look at these verses. أَوْ كَصَيِّبٍ مِّنَ السَّمَاءِ فِيهِ ظُلُمَاتٌ وَرَعْدٌ وَبَقْ 
or the example of a rainstorm heavy rain that is falling from the sky in which there is darkness and lightning and thunder so the people who are caught in the storm what do they do yaj'aluna asabi'ahum fi adhanihim they put their fingers into their ears why out of fear of death they're scared that they're going to die they're that scared min as-sawa'iqi hadar al-mawt this is who what does this example mean what does the storm refer to the storm the rain is what it's islam okay in the example it refers to islam because just as rain falls down from the sky revelation also comes from where from up above it comes down all right just as rain is a source of life isn't it when rain falls down then crops grow there's food there's trade there's business people can survive there's water to drink so like that the life of the heart is with what revelation when you listen to the quran when you read the quran then what happens it motivates you to do something to produce good work now what happens there are some people who don't even want to listen so what do they do they put their fingers into their ears they're scared of islam they're scared of practicing islam they're scared of praying they're scared of hijab they're scared of their muslim name they're embarrassed about their muslim identity so they want to pretend like islam doesn't exist they put their fingers into their ears and they're like okay i don't know this i don't hear this I don't have anything to do with it. But what does Allah say? Wallahu muhiitun bil kafirin. You can pretend all you want, but Allah encompasses you fully. Meaning no matter where you are, can you escape Allah's knowledge? Like for example, if a person goes to school and they're pretending like, oh, they're just some cool person and, you know, they're maybe related to some important person and Muslim who's Muslim prayer? What's prayer? I mean, what happened on TV? What do I know? You know, they're pretending like they've got nothing to do with Islam. Okay. Does Allah not know what they're doing? Does Allah not know what they're doing? Like for example, if it's time to pray and they happen to be somewhere outside and they're scared of praying and they don't pray, does Allah not know that they left their prayer? Where is that place where we can go and we can say Allah doesn't know what I'm doing? Is there any place like that? No. Wallahu muhiitun bil kafirin. Now look at the example. يَكَادُ الْبَرْقُ يَخْطَفُ أَبْصَارَهُمْ They're so scared that it's as if the lightning would almost take their vision away. It's so bright that it would almost make them blind. It's so powerful. كُلَّمَا أَضَاءَ لَهُمْ مَشَوْ فِيهِ Every time there is lightning, these people who are caught in the storm, what do they do? They walk. وَإِذَا أَظْلَمَ عَلَيْهِمْ قَامُوا And when it becomes dark, they just stand still. Two actions of the hypocrites are mentioned over here. One, مَشَوْ فِيهِ And the other, قَامُوا What does مَشَوْ فِيهِ mean? مَشَوْ فِيهِ Walk. Alright? And قَامُوا means they stand still. They don't move. When is it that they walk? Yes? When there is 
light. Remember this is lightning. And lightning in a storm flashes for how many minutes? How many minutes? How many hours? How long does it flash for? Barely a second or two. Barely. Right? So, meaning very briefly, for a very short period of time, they will do something for the sake of Allah, or they will obey Allah, or they will do something according to Islam. And only when it's easy. So you see two things over here. When it's easy, convenient, and secondly, very briefly. Write this down. Hypocrites, or part of hypocrisy is that a person does only what is easy, convenient, and secondly, he does it briefly. Now, Time to look at ourselves in the mirror. It's very easy to talk about other people. Don't think about the person sitting next to you. Don't think about the person you met at school. Don't think about your cousin or your mom or your dad or your uncle or your auntie. Think about who? Yourself. As a Muslim, as a Muslim, what am I supposed to do? Can you give me some examples of things that we're supposed to do as Muslims? Yes? Okay, salah. What else? Fasting? Okay, good. What else? Yes? Repent. Okay, very good. That if we make a mistake, repent to Allah. What else? Yes? Okay, being kind and generous. Yes? Okay, goodness towards our parents. What else? Okay. Whatever commands that Allah has given us, following them in all situations. Yes? Okay, honesty, truthfulness. Anything else? Yes? Okay, good. Reading the Quran. Remembering Allah. Yes? Protecting other people from our tongue and actions. Al-Muslimu man salimal muslimuna min lisanihi wa yadihi. What is the definition of a Muslim? The one from whose tongue and hands other Muslims are safe. Right? Now, there are situations when it's easy to pray. Like for example, you're at Al-Hudha, you came to the masjid to sit and to study the Qur'an in your class, so you had wudu, and what happened? Class ended, adhan was said, and then everybody's praying, your dad's not here, nobody's coming to get you, so okay, just join the row and pray. Easy? Easy? Okay, easy. Mostly. Right? But the other is that you're at home. And um, last week, was there a Raptors game? Sunday or something? What was it? Basketball, was it? Yesterday. Oh, I just remember the one from like many days ago. So yesterday there was, right? Okay. When was it? What time? 7 o'clock. Okay, who won? Alhamdulillah, Raptors won. Okay, what kind of a game was it? Was it like an easy victory right from the start? Or it just changed in those last few minutes, did it? Last quarter? Okay. Okay. So let's say there is a situation like this. And you're watching. And then it's Maghrib time. You know, we're lucky that, okay, it was at 7. What if it started at 5.30? What if the game started at 5.30? And Maghrib is at 6.09. And then at 6.09, what are you going to do? Because it's not like you can put the game on pause. Hold on, Raptors, just wait for me. Five minutes, I'll pray and I'll be back. No, they're not going to stop the game for you. So then, is it difficult to pray in that situation? Tell me. 
Is it difficult to pray? Be honest. Be honest. When you have to put the TV on mute and go to the other room and pray. And imagine if you have to do wudu also. And you know what? You have to take your socks off also because you don't have mus on your socks. So you have to take them off also. It's going to take longer. Is it difficult then? It is. A believer, the one who lives for the sake of Allah, the one who has taqwa, the one who is of those who yuqimoon as-salah, the one who is of those who yu'minun bil ghaib wa bil akhirati hum yuqinun they believe in the hereafter with conviction what is that person going to do okay mute do wudu and pray and then come back but the one who's like whose belief in the hereafter is not that strong or who doesn't establish the prayer what is he going to do oh my dad's after me i have to pray i have to pray um uh, okay dad coming Okay, coming. Coming! And then what happens? Finally, mute. Okay, go. Dad asks, you have wudu? Um, yeah. Who can lie? Who can lie? The one who's a hypocrite, right? The one who has hypocrisy. وَلَهُمْ عَذَابٌ أَلِيمٌ بِمَا كَانُوا يَكْذِبُونَ So, who will lie over there just because of the game? And who will compromise their salah over there just because of the game? The one who has iman or the one who is showing hypocrisy? The one who is showing hypocrisy. You see, these are the times when we are tested. Because it's very easy to say, I'm of the muttaqeen. It's very easy to say, I believe with conviction. But Allah will test you. Do you really believe? And so there will be games that will be right at Maghrib time. In your life, there will be situations like that. There will be times when it's very easy to speak the truth because you didn't mess up, your brother did. Right? So when your mom asks you, who did that? You're like, oh, he did it. But what if there is a situation where you messed up? And your mom asks, who did it? Will you say, I did it? Or will you say, maybe the neighbors did it? You see, these situations will come in your life. But these are times when we are being tested. This is the test of our iman. The hypocrites, when it's easy, mashawfihi. When it's hard, when it's difficult, qamu. Now there are some actions which we find easy. Like for example, there is a person who finds it very easy to pray salah. No problem. Doesn't matter at school because their friends know this person's going to pray their salah. At work, your co-workers know you're going to pray. But then there are some other actions which are not that easy because people around you don't necessarily accept them. Or they don't necessarily agree with them. You know, if you ever get up and go pray somewhere, people will tell you, Pray for me as well. Has it ever happened? Has it ever happened? It happens with many people that you don't even know these people, but if you ask them, can I please pray in that corner? Can I please pray in that room? And they'll say, yeah, go ahead. Pray for me also. But if let's say you're wearing the hijab, will they say, oh, it's so nice. I want to try it on too. Will people do that? No, they'll be like, hmm, uh, you look really beautiful. Uh, that's it. 
They will compliment you, but they don't necessarily like what you do. There will be such situations also where there is an action that you're supposed to do as a Muslim, but people around you don't accept it. There now, you're going to be tested. What are you going to do? Are you going to stop? Are you going to give up? Or are you going to continue? Write down an action that you find difficult to do. On the reflections page, page number 32. What is that deed in Islam that I find difficult to do? What is that deed which I really find difficult? And it's what you find difficult. Not what people say they find difficult or some examples that I gave. No. You, in your life, even if it's everything, you could write that. If it's more than one thing, write that. Maybe it's talking softly. You can write down something that you find difficult to believe in, difficult to accept, or difficult to do. And don't write nothing. Done? Okay. What's the solution then? Would anybody like to share what they've written, what they find difficult? I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you feel comfortable sharing, please go ahead. Raise your hand and go ahead. Okay. The idea of memorizing the Qur'an. Memorizing the Qur'an is, mashallah, a great thing to do. Let's go a step down. Reciting the Qur'an. Who finds it hard to recite the Qur'an regularly? We get our weekly homework, right? Do you get your weekly homework? Where you have to do your recitation homework? Yeah? Who finds it hard to do that? Be honest. Okay, if you don't want to raise your hand high up, just... Okay. We do find it difficult, right? To recite the Qur'an on a regular basis. What's the solution? What can we do? What can we do to overcome this difficulty? Because you see, like for instance, if you're struggling with math at school, you're struggling with math. And you're like, I don't like it. I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. And my math teacher is just too mean to me. And I'm scared of her. And I'm scared to ask for help. What will your parents do? Take you to Kumon. Find you a tutor. You know, you're going to look for some solution to help you overcome that difficulty. So if we are having difficulty in reciting the Qur'an, how are we going to overcome this difficulty? How? Okay, very good. Remind yourself of the benefit of reciting the Qur'an. What else can we do? How many of you have memorized the Qur'an? All or part? Okay, how many of you are memorizing? MashaAllah, many of you are. So who finds it difficult to review? I think this is everybody's challenge, isn't it? How can we make sure that we review the Qur'an, recite it regularly, because forgetting the Qur'an is something very serious, isn't it? What can we do then? Firstly, remind yourself of the benefit, the reward of reciting the Qur'an. What else can we do? Organize your time. Make time for the recitation of the Qur'an. Fix a time. Do you have a time fixed for brushing your teeth? Do you? And what happens if you miss it? Please don't miss it. But if you do, is there going to be a problem? 
big problem. Do you have a time fixed for eating? I mean, okay, you don't eat at three on the dot, but you know that you're going to have a meal somewhere during the day. Isn't it? Do you have a time fixed for school? And what if your principal said, oh, you can come whenever you want? What would happen? That would be very nice. However, what would happen? You know exactly what would happen. So just as we have certain times fixed for important things, let's fix a time for the recitation of the Qur'an also. What time can you fix for the recitation of the Qur'an? Before going to school? Very good. What else? After Maghrib? Excellent. If that works for you? Yes. After Fajr? MashaAllah. That works for you? Good. Between Asr and Maghrib? Excellent. Yes. Before you go to bed? Excellent. Any other time? Yes. In your salah also review the Qur'an? Very good. One of my teachers suggested that review the Qur'an in salah. And I said to her, well, I'm scared that I'm going to make a mistake. And she said, before you start the prayer, decide what surah you're going to read. And then what you do is, open up the Qur'an to that surah, to that page, and just review quickly, and then recite it in salah. You'll be confident. And alhamdulillah, that's a very good way of making sure that you review. Okay, fix a time. This is for recitation of the Qur'an. And for your homework, what can you do? How can you review it? Again, make a schedule. If you're like, okay, by next Saturday I have to finish this, so Saturday morning at 9.30 you're getting worried, oh, I'm going to class and I haven't done my recitation homework, it's not going to work out. When you leave from here, you should know when you're going to do your homework. Okay. Is there anything else that somebody would like to share? Something that they find difficult to do as a Muslim? Sometimes I'm not satisfied with any of my prayers throughout Mm -hmm. the day. That is true. So the sister shared that one of the things that she finds difficult to do is consistently is to pray salah with khushur. Remember we learned, يُقِيمُونَ salata. They establish the prayer. And establishing the prayer means establishing the inner and outer aspects of prayer, meaning performing them correctly. Sometimes it's easy to pray. Okay, join the row, stand and do all the actions. And just read quickly. But performing the prayer with focus, attention, with your heart and mind involved, that is difficult. So how will you overcome this difficulty? Firstly, keep a check on yourself. Be honest with yourself. Secondly, what else can you do? Can you give a suggestion? How can we make sure that we pray with khushur? So know what you're saying, think about what you're saying, and don't start your prayer with your game like right next to you. Okay? That you were playing, and then as you're standing on the prayer mat, you're playing your game, and then you just put it here in Allahu Akbar. Because in your salah, you'll be thinking about what? The game. Somebody else? Very good. That as you're standing, keep reminding yourself, I'm standing before Allah. He is watching me. I'm supposed to be talking to Allah. Forget about everything else. Make time for prayer. And you know something else that really helps? If you pray with others. 
if you pray with others, does that help? Is there a difference between praying by yourself in your room with the door closed and praying with your dad and your brother and your mom behind you? Does that make a difference? It does. Not that we should fix our prayers out of fear of people. No. But because when you do something with other people, then that action becomes easier. It's easier. Because we're human beings. We're sociable creatures, right? So we need each other. If you remind yourself that this could be my last prayer. This could be my last prayer. Then, how will we pray? Properly. You know, this masjid that we're sitting in, there was a sister who had come here from New York with her daughter. Her daughter was studying at Al-Huda and the mother had come and the daughter was in class and the mother, she was free at that time so she performed wudu and I met her in the hallway, alright? And she had just done wudu and I went to the class and she came to the masjid and after some time during class, we were informed that there is an emergency. Alright? And what happened when we came? That lady was in sujood and she had passed away. She had passed away in her sajda. She died in her sajda. And I had met her just a few moments ago. Literally, she had walked out of the bathroom. You know when somebody's done wudu, you know that they've done wudu, right? Their hijab is a little bit wet or they look a little bit wet. So she was like that. And within a few minutes, we were informed that she had passed away. You never know when we're going to die. You never know. So every time you feel like stopping or giving up or saying that it's too difficult... I can't do this anymore. I'm scared about what people are going to say. Remind yourself, this could be my last day. This could be my last action. I don't want to die in a state when I have disobeyed my Lord knowingly. I don't want to die in a state when I am deliberately leaving something that I should actually be doing. So, see how the ayah ends? That mashawfi wa ida adlam alayhim kamu and look at the conclusion of the verse. Walau sha Allahu la dhahab bi sam'ihim wa absarihim. If Allah wants, He can take away their hearing and their vision. This is a threat. That if a person hesitates in his Islam, yeah, I pray sometimes. Yeah, I leave my prayer sometimes. Yeah, sometimes I speak the truth and sometimes I just lie. Then you are putting yourself in danger. You could lose it all. You could lose it all. And you don't want to lose it all. وَلَوْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ لَذَهَبَ بِسَمْعِهِمْ وَأَبْصَارِهِمْ إِنَّ اللَّهَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٍ Now, to conclude, look at the example of the hypocrites. What is it that they're missing? Light. And what does light represent? Faith. Faith. Good deeds. Islam. Allah gave them light, but then He took it away from them. So ask Allah for light. Allahumma ja'al fi qalbi nura wa fi basari 
نورا وفي سمعي نورا Because the hypocrites, what is their state? Summun, bukmun, umyun. They don't have light, meaning in their hearts, eyes, ears, they are in darkness. So ask Allah for light. When can we make this dua? Allahumma ja'al fi qalbi nura. Is there a particular time of the day when we're supposed to make this dua? After you perform the sunnah of fajr. And before you perform the fard. Between the two, you make this dua. سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة